The Bite Size Show when you're on the go. The Nathan Nadin Sean Podcast. As we know, Mark Scaife is a V8 supercar legend. You can see him on coverage all over Australia at the moment, but he's won more titles than you can poke a stick at, including six-time Bathurst champion, oh, everybody. Oh, that's one. We were fortunate enough to catch up with him yesterday, and this is how it went. Morning, Mark Scaife, you absolute legend. How are you? Morning, guys. How are you going? Oh, my hey, God. Wrap, mate. You see you brought out a colouring in book. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit ripped off. You have to buy your own crayons, though, isn't it? That's funny. <laughs> well, we have you been... need a lot of red crayons. Yeah. i tell you what, though. We have been pouring through uh, your book, which is going to be a great uh, stocking filler for those coming up for Christmas, hey, I would have thought. For Christmas. What I have to say, though, Mark, is well done on... I mean, I know that a lot of people have collected these photos for you, but to have such a comprehensive history of yourself... It, that must be amazing because there there's a period for all of us that we don't have photos. No, because it wasn't like you know it was it wasn't camera phones around and who carried around a bloody you know and, really and it took three weeks to get a film developed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I, I cheated a little bit because obviously mum and dad had a fair archive of stuff, so I robbed all that and then I also grabbed a lot of our sort of personal ones. It, uh, you know, it's it's funny. It started out as you know, oh, this will be re- relatively easy, but it was it was bloody hard. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Now we also see throughout the book there's a fair few testimonials from guys who raced with you and raced mm. a part of your team along the journey. Um, everyone says you're a bad loser, which is always yeah. the case with great winners. I've got to ask you: Are you a tight ass when it comes to buying a few drinks out in the town? <laughs> oh, that is so wrong. That was Mark Larkin who said that. Seriously, mm. one of the things that really has bitten me badly is when I ask some friends and colleagues to do this. It's haunting me. Yeah, they what a stitch up. Me up. Um, exactly. They've called me a serial pest, of, yeah. you know, as you said, a below average loser. Uh, one of them even said I was a giant pain in the backside. So the, the, the little yarn that Larkham's talking about, he comes from Bow Desert in Queensland, right? I mean, seriously. I call it Bow Desert Hike, trying to boutique it up a bit for yeah. him. And he has never bought a wine or a beer in his life. He's got short arms and long pockets. <laughs> well, I mean, we're just going from what we know because yes. we, I mean, in my life, and I'm sure in Nat and Sean's, we don't know anyone that you've bought a beer for. No, that's true. <laughs> that's true. So it is seeming a little bit like scummy. We, we did a quick survey of people in the room, not one. Hey, um, Mark, it's really interesting, isn't it, when you've had such a long career to see the changes in your industry. Mm. When I was looking at some of the photos of the sponsorship on the car, you've gone from Peter Jackson to Winfield, yeah. yes, and then suddenly it was like 1996 that tobacco sponsorship was banned, which would have been huge for the industry. Yeah, you would have felt like that was going to be, you know, ruin the industry totally, that there just wouldn't be any money around. Well, it, it, it did for a fair while because yeah. basically that legislation took about $110 million out of Australian sport. Mm. So cricket, wow. rugby league, motor racing was smashed. And, and car racing in particular because the big teams were sponsored by Benson and Hedges, yes. John Player Special, uh, Rothman through the Winfield brand and then uh, Marlborough and Peter Jackson through Philip Morris. So all of that just basically wiped out immediately. And, and I went for sort of 12 or 18 months where we had 40 people employed when we had to go back to seven. We were running oh, two cars. We went back to running else? one car. Wow. I mean, it was just a catastrophic part of motorsport history. Hey, when yeah, you was... are sponsored by a, a cigarette company, do they encourage Did they encourage you to, to be seen smoking? Did, like, or they, do they yeah. supply you with sponsors' products? Yeah. What was the deal back then? Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's really funny because we had about 40-odd people working for us at that stage, and they would supply us, you know, cigarettes for... God. Only about two or three of them, but only about two or three of the whole staff smoked, and they were people that were 
older and they'd always smoked and, yeah. and getting supply was, you know, it was, wow, how cool is this? But, but none of us. Like, I'd never touched a smoke in my life. Isn't that hilarious? Yeah. That's your sponsorship. Yeah. <laughs> Smoking and yeah. motorsport don't seem like they should go together. There's a lot of petrol around. Well, back, yeah. then, you know back then, there were ashtrays in every car. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. Hey, hey, a great story. Great yeah. story. In the old days, yeah. so Doug Chibbers, when he was the factory driver for Chrysler in, in Valiance and, and Chargers and stuff, he was a smoker, and he would be able to drive by the pit area at Bathurst in the, in the old days, in the late 60s. Yeah. Come past the the pit area where the you know all the officials were. Yeah. Turn left to go up Mountain Straight and have a gasper. You know, yeah. Oh God! <laughs> have a smoke. Hold it down. Yeah. Across the top of the hill. Oh, it's great. And off he goes straight away. Hey, Scafey, awesome. Once again, having a look through your career and looking at um, who you drove through. So, so one of my best mates, Daniel, he's got a 1997 GT Skyline uh, that you used yeah. to race back in the day, and also then he he also moved on to. Holden, um, like you did. So I'd imagine that um, there would have been a lot of people out there who just followed your every move throughout oh, the journey. How bizarre was that? You were the first influencer. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Because, you know, in, in the times when we were racing for Nissan, it still had the poison of not being a footer or a Holden. You yeah, know, it yep. was yes. the best car. It won the races. And, and you know, we got you know we got abused and people chucked beer cans at us at, you know, Bathurst on the podium and Richo gave them that spray. But at the, at the time, we were really affiliated very heavily with, with Nissan. And then really in three or four months, the rules changed in Australia where they basically they outlawed overseas cars to race. It become just Ford and Holden V8. Oh. Yep. So we had to change from Nissan to Holden in the off-season. And when we first started with Holden... I said to actually all the Holden executives sort of said, what, what do you want to do? And I said, look, I just want to win the races, guys. Yeah. And fortunately for us, one year later in 1994, we won the championship for Holden. It was the first time since 1980 with Peter Brock. So 14-year drought of not winning the championship for Holden. And all of a sudden, I, I sort of the, the whole relationship with Holden was just way better. And as soon as we won something for Holden, then everybody got on board. So it was, it was all about, I think, just like most things in Australia, you actually need to get some success to get some, yeah, no some backing. And, yeah. the, and the reality around that was a big part of it. Nathan, Nat and Sean. Over At the moment, we're just catching up with Mark Scaife. He's got a self-titled book out, V8 Supercar Legend. Um, done. We're asking him all kinds of questions. He loved your first one, Nathan, about uh, Thank you. the colouring in book. Thank you, Scaife. Mm-hmm. So all more right. hard-hitting questions for Scaife? Well, here for they come. Anyway. <laughs> Do you remember every race? I remember a lot of them. I mean, I, I've always had a theory. My, my grandfather used to say to me that if you're interested in something, you remember it. Yeah. Um, so you, know, if you, you think about so you, you think about stuff in your own lives. It's exactly. I mean, mates of mine that like you know horse racing, they they know what what weight it ran on, who was the rider. You know, I mean, it's just extraordinary. Scaphy, I mean, we it's cannot. Well, after this show today, we will not remember what happened in this show today. <laughs> so that doesn't bode well for us. <laughs> it does. All right. well, so you're not interested? Is that what you're saying? No, we all are. That conclusion. We are. We just don't know. What, we just don't know what's happening. This is your theory. I tell you what, though, Scavi, you brought up your grandfather, and uh, he was a tie guy. So you had a family tie business before your dad took it over, and then you turned it into a place that, um, well, could could trick cars up essentially and be more of a mechanic that you worked in from a young age. So that gave you a great grounding. Yeah, I mean, I was lucky because I was around cars pretty much my whole life. Yeah. You know, my, my grandfather was—he was buying Holden Utes from the time I, I, I could remember cars at our place, and uh, 
he basically set the business up after the war, and and uh, Dad took them up, took them over in the early seventies. And you know, we worked really hard, and it was one of those things that you know the, the, the business needed to go well for us to be able to afford to go car racing. Yeah. yeah. So um, you know, that was that was a big a big part of it. Uh, I want to know just quickly the biggest crash that you've ever had that you thought. Oh, I might not do oh, this well, anymore. There's, there's a great photo in this uh, of an absolute corker as well. Well, yeah, they actually, that, that was a bad crash, but I don't remember that one because I blacked out before I hit the fence. Oh, that's, um, a, that's a bonus. That's good. <laughs> yeah. You, you the, weren't interested is what one. you're saying. Yeah. yeah, that's right. I wasn't interested. I, just, I, wanted, I wanted to turn the lights off. I got to press the escape button. Um, I, I had a crash at uh, the Adelaide event when it was the Grand Prix support race over there in the early 90s. Yeah. And... Um, I was qualifying in the Nissan GDR, come onto the back straight, rode up onto the curb, and it broke the bottom out of the wheel and turned me straight over on, onto the roof. And I was doing about 180k on, on the roof, but it started to wear, started to, yeah, it started to wear through the, the roof of the car and into my helmet. Like, oh. going along the, like really fast. And, you know, That's hectic. <laughs> Yeah, that was hectic. And you know, the, you know the really interesting thing was oh. that the harder I pressed the brake, it sort of didn't slowed work. Out. That's weird. <laughs> really weird. It took me a second to get that, Ben. Yeah. You know what you needed? You anyway, needed roof racks. Yeah, ex- exactly. I needed anything on top of that would have stopped that. Anyway, it hit the fence. It, it, it spun back out onto the track. Yeah. And because the roof of it was so heavily damaged, I couldn't open the door. And then all the marshals come over and said, it's on fire, it's on fire. Oh, God. I was stuck inside the car, upside down, on fire. And it was actually Peter Brock and Colin Bond and another local uh, Adelaide driver who pulled up in qualifying and got me out of the car. Wow. So it was, it was extraordinary. That, that, was, that was my most frightening one. And the good thing is, though, um, a lot of the people that were working that day while your car was on fire, they got to light up their diaries. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> that was a bonus. <laughs> well, Scavey, it's been an absolute pleasure catching yeah. up with you. We could chat to you all day. Mark Scaife, the complete illustrated autobiography of one of Australia's most successful touring car drivers. That is no doubt you have been an absolute superstar of Australian Racing. Really enjoyed having a flick through and a bit of a read, including your karting days, which you mentioned Coburn, by the way, which is one of the karting tracks here in yep. WA, is one of your favourites too. So love having a chat to you, mate, and everyone should get out there and grab this book for Chrissy. Thanks, Gafey. Good stuff. Get out Thanks, Gafey. Thanks, Gafey. Right. Jen Moore, Nathan, Matt, and Sean. Weekdays from 6 on Nova 937.